Okay, well, let's say people don't do that or they came too late to the game. Very good. Um, yeah, fair enough. Do you go out there and clean out the snow? Can good. I put a queen excluder in between them and combine them together that way? Ooh. So are you really going to buy all the Christmas presents for the grandkids this year? I am. <laughs> all 13 of them. 13. Pl plus all the gifts for the children. Six children. All right. So 19. 19. 19. And yours. That's a, yeah. I mean, 20 gifts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. I, I think I, you can do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on Amazon. I'm just going to Amazon and just say, what would this the person The Amazon like? Santa Claus. You've always done it and you've always done a good job. A great job. David, it's just, I'm just exhausted. Yeah, it overwhelms you, doesn't it? I, it does, but I'm just saying this whole time of year, oh, yeah. it's just been exhausting I'm to me this year. We're all exhausted. It, it is. It's Everybody's been, exhausted. exhausted. We're all exhausted around here. Oh, uh, we are. And, and one of the biggest issues that uh, we've had lately is our well problem. Oh, the well. You're going to mention that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We have worked day. and worked and worked yeah. on the well. We've had such a drought where we live yeah. that we haven't been able to keep water in the well and and we well, don't use that much water there's only three no, of us right, we don't use right. hardly any water but we've lived here almost 20 years mm -hmm. and a long time ago when we had all of our kids living here and mm -hmm. washing cars and all we ran out of mm -hmm. one time mm -hmm. but wow the problem sherry and and those of you that are watching the problem is we we've gotten rain this year enough to kind of keep the surface <laughs> Growing. It's a barely, yeah. Barely, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> my it, flowers were bad. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it didn't. Was you know, not the, good. the fields had enough rain that the corn and the beans could grow, but it wasn't enough rain to raise the water. Mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. what do you call it? The the water level. Table. Water table really mm -hmm. far down, right? Right. Even a few days ago, we got like a half inch of rain, almost an inch, but it didn't do anything for our well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our well water, we have a shallow well, so it needs it needs a big gully washer and i've been trying we have two wells on the property so i bought a trash pump they're called i've been pumping water out of one well into the other well in the other well and, and then but i ran that well dry pumping out of it it's not rebuilding like i thought it's just and i got so frustrated oh my gosh it's been tough <laughs> we've had water hauled in and it's like mm -hmm. we've just never mm -hmm. had that problem we mm -hmm. need a rain mm -hmm. so we got christmas coming up that'd be fun and we've had well issues. Oh, yeah. And here's something funny. I have got this challenge going on. Oh, yeah. And what it is, is I have begun to do Nordic walking. Yeah. I don't know if any of you are Nordic walkers. It would be cool if you would leave a comment yeah. down below to let us know. Yeah. Do you do Nordic pole walking? I mean, it's I like it. And it burns a lot more calories and it uses a lot more muscles and... Oh, David tried it with me, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> oh, it wasn't pretty. I, I thought, this is stupid. I can do this. And I'm out there trying to do it. And Sherry's like, no, you got the wrong foot with the wrong hand. And I'm like, well, right. what? you got to be coordinated to do that. Yeah. Really and coordinated. I didn't it. realize it, but it's really a big thing, isn't it? 
it's becoming a big thing. Yeah. I haven't really found any people around me that do no. it. Not we live in the middle of nowhere where there's no water. We are, and it would be fun to find a friend or two to do that with, but I haven't yet. But my challenge for the whole year has been 1,000 miles. Wow, yeah. For the year 2022. You've been trying to walk 1,000 miles. 1,000 total miles. And, you know, that's only like two or three a day. And that doesn't sound significant, you know, but if you wake up one day and you go from start to finish and you don't have a chance to do anything else or right. you get up and you don't feel so the weather's well, bad or the weather's yeah. really bad then after a while it piles up and you're like i'm eight miles behind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do i do now <laughs> and, and i'm glad that you uh did it this way because i didn't want you to say david i'm going to walk a thousand miles i'm going to walk 500 miles turn around and come back <laughs> I'd be like, who's going to cook for me? That would be halfway to California and back. It would be a long way. Yeah, but a thousand miles at one time, that's impossible. But wow, the way you've done it, even that is a big undertaking. What what yeah. mileage are you at? I'm at about 875 right now. So oh. I'm on track yeah. you know, to get it done by the end of the year. And oh, yeah. I get me a fancy medal when I do. But. That'd, be, that'd be nice. Are you doing it through... Uh, a club, an organization. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There is a you know an organization where you can keep track of your miles, you know, and then you you plug it in yeah. to an app, and uh, they keep track of it. And then when you you know accomplish your goal, mm -hmm. now that was my goal. Now anybody can set any kind of goal. A lower goal, so, right? You can right. So if you have yeah. got you know mobile issues or or something like that, you can certainly say you know. For me, it would be a challenge, and it's a challenge. It's not a competition, yeah. but it's a challenge where you challenge yourself to be able to push a little bit further than you think that you're able to do. But there could be some people where, you know, the, the challenge for them might be mm. 300 miles in a year. And even that That's huge. is a mile yeah. a day. Yeah, right. And this is not like daily steps it's it, ab above what you would do so normally. it's a little more cardiovascular it's a little more aggressive walking well nordic walking is yeah, yeah, yeah. if you right. use the poles it's a lot more you burn more calories you burn a lot more poles. calories and it's yeah. more cardio in nature yeah is it yeah, kind of like you know isn't isn't there something called cross-country walking or am i just making that up cross-country skiing well, there's, I, sure. I thought there was already something where people use sticks already or not well there's urban poles there's lots of different kinds of oh, poles so right. there's oh, okay. nordic poles there's hiking poles there's urban poles and yeah. there might be somebody out there who would you know know a lot more about it but there's lots of different kinds of poles oh, but there's cool. certainly lots of different cross-country kind of activity skiing and mm -hmm. running and mm -hmm. and um yeah so you lots had something funny happen to you the other day you actually you you go to a certain place to walk uh, a nearby park that's 20, 30 miles away, and you walk. And But sometimes you walk here because we, we can walk a long way down our lane. And tell them what happened. That was funny. What? Which one? With a UPS driver or FedEx <laughs> or somebody? <laughs> it was a delivery person. Oh, it man. was a delivery person. It was a, del a delivery person, and I was, I was walking down. With your poles. With like my this. poles. Yeah. <laughs> Down our long lane. And he was a sweet guy. He really was. It wasn't It wasn't anything mean. But he stopped and he said, oh, are you going to your mailbox? And and I'm like, no. And he said, oh, I thought you were going to your mailbox because I'd be glad to go back and get your mail for you. Oh, and yeah. I said, oh, well, well, that's nice. Thank you. And then he said, well, how about I go ahead and give you a ride back to your house? You know, go on, jump in my truck, and I'll give you a ride back. And I said, no, that's okay. 
Yeah. Well, I guess later on I realized that he must have thought I was using a cane. He was using two, like an <laughs> two old canes. person walking with two canes, like, I'm going to go get my mail. And I realized he probably didn't understand what Nordic walking yeah, was, and he yeah. thought I was probably... That poor woman. Yeah, the poor woman trying, trying to get to her post, you know, trying to yeah. get to the mailbox, but it, he, it was just an honest mistake. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, people don't realize that, that people do use these for... Mm you know, for exercise and yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, for mobility issues. Is it hard to figure out? Because I, I haven't, I haven't tried it but one time that I'm like, I'm out. So I could figure it out pretty it easily. It took me a while. It okay. took me, yeah. it took, took me several times and a lot of YouTube videos and I'd love it. There's yeah. somebody that taught a class because, mm. Mm. you know, we talk about that a lot of times, you know, people who, who learn things off YouTube. Yeah. And there's a lot of things you can learn off YouTube. There, there really are. But it, beekeeping or you know how to fix your car or how to make something but the reality is you have to have some sort of foundational hmm. background yeah. Yeah. you know in order to be able to go to youtube you know and watch videos good point yeah a lot of people watch beekeep my beekeeping channel which thanks a lot for watching by the way mm -hmm. but i never intend or it's not my goal to take somebody from start to finish um, my goal is for people to take courses, you know, mine or I would hope they would take mine, but if not, that's fine. Take mm -hmm. somebody's beekeeping anywhere. course. Yeah, anywhere. We've, we've said that before. Just, yeah. take, just take it. And get the foundation and then you can gravitate toward my video and you can watch me do things and then that you think, oh yeah, I've got a foundation. I know what he's doing, but right, what he's right, doing helps right. clarify it mm -hmm. more. I can, I mm -hmm. can understand it by watching him do it. But I can tell by comments, some people have no foundation right. and they're asking questions. Right. Without a foundation, if I answer one question and you don't have the foundation, you don't have enough information. Right. And you don't know where in the world they live. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, so, yeah. you know, you can't necessarily answer somebody who lives in New York the same way that you do with somebody okay. who right well, now is I don't want to, in... I interrupted you. <laughs> Nordic walking. Oh, no, I was going oh, on. Okay, you were. Okay, Yeah, I was going yeah. I was moving I thought, on. I there wasn't anything else to say we, we, You made about a comment that. that you were watching it. And you, YouTube is great, but you don't want to be a YouTube certified beekeeper. Right. And I don't want to be a certified Nordic, Nordic walker. pole walker either. You know, I want to really know how to do you gotta it. you got to go out there and do it, don't you? you got to do it, yeah. but you need, you, you, you got to have somebody that shows you how to do yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm doing it right. <laughs> I <laughs> think I, need, I am. Maybe you should put yourself on a YouTube I'm exhausted video. enough well, that I enough. think that's all that matters. I'm doing it right. That's but am I doing it right? I'm yeah. not really, really, really sure. You're getting sure. exercise. You're having a good time out there. Right. Yeah. That's right. You know, you're, you're doing it right. But I do have a challenge with comments on YouTube. That, that is challenging for me because I, I love building a, a larger community of beekeepers that watch me. And I appreciate that so much. I, I, that really does kind of bring some satisfaction to my soul. But I think it brings more comments and questions in the comments. It happens to me at work, too. You know, at our website, I mm -hmm. am privy to all of the, the email that comes in. I don't necessarily answer it myself, but I see all the email that comes in, and I know that they're also trying to reach you from having watched your YouTubes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge because, like right now, we're filming, and we're not available. I mean, sometimes I'll go nearly a week 
without looking at comments because I'm I'm gone. I'm doing other activities. It takes you me away. You don't just do YouTube? I don't. I'm not a full-time <laughs> content creator. I would love to be. I, I think if we could reach 100,000, 500,000. Subscribe, subscribe, yeah. make David full-time, and then yeah. he could probably answer all those questions you Come have. Come on, subscribers. I can't answer all of them yeah, either. Yeah, you can make me a full-time YouTube, uh, full YouTube content creator. I would love to do it full-time. I love it. Yeah. But it interferes with my other work that well, I what have other to things do. Do you do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to know what you do so they realize where you can't answer all the comments. I don't know how to answer that. I stay really busy with a lot of beekeeping things. Oh my goodness. All oh, the mentoring. Well, you have a club. I do have a beekeeping That's got a club. couple of hundred people on it. Yes. You know, and they can call and email and text. Uh, yep. And they do all day long. And, yep. and you answer that I from am, seven I, in the morning I'm committed to seven at to night. To answer their questions. Seven days yeah, a week. That's yeah. right. And, uh, the other yeah. thing is, I you know I do a lot of beekeeping work. I speak. I do beekeeping speaking Oh my goodness! Conferences so and gone. conventions and, when and I'm teaching gone, classes. I'm gone a whole week sometimes. I can't even mm -hmm. make a video. I can't look mm -hmm. at my videos. A lot of people think I'm just sitting in front of my computer and uh, at the website. Yeah, I'm always at the website, <laughs> which I have nothing to do with the website. I really don't. That's they, me, people. They won't Woo! let me. They won't let me. If you ask me a beekeeper, if you ask me a product question or a website question or when is this going to get back in stock? That's right. I have no idea. I really don't. But anyway, I really want to engage more with uh, all my followers on here on YouTube. It it really does uh, mean a lot to me. But just know that. Some people can be impatient because I, did, I haven't oh. answered a question, but I oh I, yeah yeah I can't I just don't have that amount of time because I'm not full time content creator. How many how many comments or emails do you think you get in a week? Hundreds, 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 hundreds. Impossible. We're sorry. Yeah. Impossible to answer. E easily, I get you know one video can result in two hundred comments. Mm -hmm. And that's just comments. That's, that's just not, one video. That's not the emails that come that's into not the, the business. Emails. So and the phone calls. Right. But I'll make the usually, emails and the phone calls. I make three videos a week, and so that can generate. I don't know. I guess it could be an easy one thousand. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are filtered out by YouTube. Oh. Yeah. If you do the wrong things, YouTube won't let me see it. Yeah. If you add a link to something, yeah, if you, add or you a try link, to attach something. If you say, David, watch this not, video. We're not going to yeah, see it. If you say the wrong word, mm -hmm. a bad word, YouTube filters all of that out if it looks spamish mm -hmm. or anything. So there's probably a lot that you're trying to say to me that just oh, yeah, can't just make it to me. Oh, yeah. It just goes into spam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. There's a lot that yeah. go into that. So we're yeah. not ignoring you, yeah, right. you know, on yeah. purpose. Sometimes right. it's, you know, Google has decided right. to so ignore if, you. Yeah. You know, that's right. If you hate me or you hated the video and you're like blankety blank you son of a blank blank yeah. blank blank yep it filtered it gets filtered out i never see that so don't waste your that's time that's right that's right so <laughs> anyway. but, but yeah you know that there can be sometimes when people get a little impatient and say hey why didn't you answer my question but yeah. it's because there was 999 other questions uh. also and you know at some point you have to oh. pick either um a better way. You have to pick a better way to, to get answers. You, YouTube is where you leave comments, I think. It's not where you necessarily YouTube leave YouTube is for comments, maybe. right? Yeah, it does right. say comments. It's very hard to leave questions. It's not a form. But we've turned it into that, and I kind of like it. I love it when I, like we had a question, I think I, I wrote it down so we could talk about it, And but we had a question and I said, hey people, try to help this person answer the question. Uh, so they could help. Other, oh, other subscribers did could. They? Uh, some people did, but their answer wasn't 
what I was looking for. Oh, okay. So anyway, it's not a forum, but I would love to have a forum where mm -hmm. all of us could chat and talk and mm -hmm. everybody's like, well, go live, do well, live you, stream. You know, the biggest problem with a forum is when it comes to beekeeping. Yes, or, you, you start getting... Or doctors yeah. or, you know, any of those kinds of things. You start getting wrong advice. Yeah, it's wrong advice. Yeah, right now I'm on a forum. I won't tell you what it is, but it has a lot of... There's a um, delivery truck that... I've never seen that one, Sherry. What do you think? Wow. Uh, it's probably FedEx. Oh, okay. Well, they, they always have... They always good thing you rent. weren't walking with your poles or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what were we saying? We're talking about how we... Forums aren't the best... YouTube isn't the right, best place right. to have a forum. And I was saying and, that I'm currently on a forum where um, people are trying to get legal information... Mm, that's and dangerous. there's a lot of people oh, are coming yeah. on. Don't take that. Don't take that. That's wrong. That's wrong. You know. Yeah. And then they get to arguing about it. But beekeeping's the same way. If sure. you have a forum, you know, sometimes nine answers out of ten, it's not going to be right. That's right. You know. So that's why it's really. You almost don't want to have that kind of a setup yeah, when it I, comes to answering. Yeah. There have questions. been times, not very often, but I've seen a few things in my own comments. You know, it's my channel, so it's my property, right? Mm -hmm. And I have mm -hmm. allowed people to answer other people's questions. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's been sometimes, like maybe once or twice, where somebody gave advice that was absolutely incorrect, right. illegal, yeah. flat out wrong. Yeah. And I deleted it yeah. because I couldn't let that stay on my no. channel and mislead right. my exactly. subscribers. I have a right. responsibility. Because even if they put it on there, people think that you've given your okay exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. And so it can't yeah. stay on there if we know right off right. absolutely wrong information. Yeah, yeah. We've so got to take that Here's off. the thing, Sherry. If I had a channel where I was just showing videos of stupid cats doing stupid tricks... That'd be fun. I could get more views and more subscribers. Yeah, we could. And we whatever could. what anybody said, it wouldn't matter to me, right? Right, who cares? Because it's yeah. not educational. It doesn't right. have repercussions. If they right. said, oh, you should have put the cat in a box first, or you should have just turned it upside down, leave all the comments, right? Uh -huh. But if you're trying to tell people how to take better care of their cats, you've got to have good oh, information. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, it's kind of challenging for me with the comments. So please leave comments, but right. just be patient to know I can't answer every question. Right. Sometimes and I'd love you can. To. I want but, to. But most of the time you can't. Yeah. And get the rest of your work done. That's right. And get the water in the well. I spent all day and, yesterday. And get those children's, those grandchildren's Christmas presents 20 presents bought. to buy. <laughs> well, I we're bought. gone this weekend, for instance. Yeah. You know, we're going to be gone up near Chicago. Yeah. And, and it's something, it's an won't activity that we have to be. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. you won't be able to, you know, be able to. And, and the comments will just accumulate they accumulate yeah, and accumulate right. while we're gone. I know. Yeah. But and and if they're comments that's great, but if they're questions I just can't get to them. So it'd be tough for me to say, "Sorry Luke, I know you're 7. I should have bought you a Christmas present." <laughs> But I had too many YouTube questions I had to answer, so maybe next Christmas. I can't do that. Some things have to be prioritized, believe it or not. And yes, all day yesterday I spent with my head in two wells. I was so aggravated. I don't get aggravated that often, but I lost it yesterday. I was not happy. I was not he did. happy. He did. Our teenager had quite fun watching his dad implode <laughs> yeah. you know i think i'm that way because i my dad had a temper like when he tried to get a gasoline engine to run and it, it wouldn't run he gets so mad and i think i just learned that if 
you know, you flood it, and then you're like, oh, how do I unflood it? Take the carburetor apart. Isn't that the worst thing in the world is, is a flooded engine? It's terrible. It's just, it's like there's it's no reason for it. Number Especially one, I know. in the year 2022, there should be no reason for a and flooded it, and it engine. it was a brand new one. <laughs> brand new, and it's already ran for 15 minutes, right? He's coming back backwards, and the delivery truck is. I don't know why. I see him looking in the window. He's looking in the window. He's taking a picture. Oh, he's taking a picture so we know that he delivered it. Are you sure? Yeah, that's why they do that. And then they and then they send you an email and they send you the picture. Okay. And then you can prove it, which is weird when you when that comes to you and it's at your neighbor's house. All right. <laughs> and you're like, that's not even my front that's door. That's funny. That's funny. But David, going back to comments, I don't know. I could be really, really wrong with this, but it just feels like since COVID, uh, there's been some people who have gotten kind of really mean in comments and asking questions and short-tempered, you know, mm. waiting for answers. Well, and do you I, think that's true? I think it's true. Do but you find that's true? I think it's true, but you know what? Not so much on, on my channel. I, they're really good, aren't they? They're really good. They, they, they really weren't, are. Now, early on, I've been, I've been doing beekeeping videos since 2000 and maybe, I think, seven or eight. I can't remember. Right after it's YouTube started. Time. And in the beginning, it was so horrible. Oh, really? Oh, YouTube. Oh, I didn't know that. No, YouTube didn't filter. They didn't have any way oh, to stop. It was just wow. the Wild West. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Sherry, I got such inflammatory comments that I... I had there's a place where you can turn off all comments. I turned you it had off. To turn it I off. turned it off for years. Now I don't understand. So you mean you can make a YouTube video free of charge on your own dime in your own time. Give people free information. Free information and people still hate on you. Like I said, my channel is really good. I don't have <laughs> that kind of reaction from people. I think people are, are much more decent. But, oh, yeah, if you're making other kind of beekeeping videos, there's always a lot, a lot of people out there. Sherry, there, there are some people that are in a bad mood. Things are happening in their life. Um, and that, that content creator is the first person they're kind of able to vent out their frustration. It, it happens. But so no. you just got in the way of a bad day. Back then? Oh, or now. <laughs> uh, I really don't have that many. I mean, oh, every now nice. and again, uh, don't get me wrong. Every now and again, somebody said I'm fat. <laughs> I, they said if I didn't eat or something, I wouldn't have a big belly. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? I mean, I'm a little pudgy in the belly area. But I'm, I'm 62 years old. You get pudgy. I like to eat. I'm sorry. So they're criticizing my pudge. Let's see, oh what else? Oh my goodness. And that changes the information that you're giving them somehow. Your pudginess, which you don't have any, but your pudginess somehow yeah. brings down the quality of your information. Oh, you know, some videos. I've got to be careful <laughs> what I say now. Let's go. We're going deep, guys, okay? I've got to be careful. I want to be like, I don't want to run anybody off because I want to hit 100,000 subscribers. But there are some people... Not yeah. going to say anything. Okay. Yeah. What type of people? There are yeah. some people on YouTube. I feel like it's a secret. It is. What? No. There are some beekeepers. Yeah. Is that a deer or a coyote? Do you see it running across the field out there? That's got to be a coyote. It's got to be a coyote. Darn. Okay. There are some people on YouTube in yeah. beekeeping yeah. that have beautiful bodies, and I mean that sincerely, and they get much better better views than I do.
Oh, so you mean if we kind of like show some skin, we could I, get more views? I'm not saying that. That would, that would be rude. That would be rude. But you're too pudgy to show off any more yeah, skin. Maybe I need more attractive. If I was 30 and had great teeth and black hair and I was like. I like the way you look. I, th I think you're, you're beautiful. You should marry me. I should. If we have another child, we're going to have to get married. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I like that people are subscribing and and people, I mean, I've gotten a few negative comments here and there. Uh, somebody recently said, you know, I don't even remember what they are. I don't look at all of them anyway, so right. I might be missing You don't some. have time. You don't yeah, have time to look at them all. I can't remember what they said, but they said, I don't even remember anymore. But I remember waking up thinking, well, that's rude. <laughs> oh, you mean you spent the whole night thinking about it? Oh, no, I woke up and I, when I looked oh, at it. Oh, and you looked, whoa, I, I lousy way it. to yeah. start the day. I read it. But I can, now I don't even remember what I was. So that shows you how much it stuck, right? All right. Okay. Well, anyway, we've proven our point that it's so hard to get to everybody, even though we want to. I want to. At my business, I when, know. I, when we look at the emails, I want we try really well. hard to yeah. answer. Uh, the questions, of we course, our, the customers, our customers come first, but, you know, we try really, really hard to get to absolutely everybody yeah. and you'll just have to forgive us. Yeah, be, be, be nice if, about if it. If we yeah. have skipped you, oh, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. I don't want to come across as I'm a celebrity and I'm too oh, good. I'm too good to answer your question. I'm too oh, good we're to talk not. to you. <laughs> That's not me at all. That's not us. I, no. I, yeah, I wear. I, this is a work shirt. I got dirty jeans on. I, we both worked worked all day today in yeah. the mud and the grime, and I stepped in oil and so, and we work just as yeah. hard as you do so when you go. Don't to work. ever think that we're too good to answer you or talk we're to you. We're just too busy. We're just too darn busy yeah, trying doing, to make a living. Doing work. We're making winter be kinds right now. I know. You know all that candy. You know we've got. We're up to candy in our elbows, and you know we're we're doing that. Yeah, but, we have a limited time. Yeah, uh, schedule on that. But, but let's take the time right now and maybe answer a few questions. Let's do that. That'd be that, fun. That we can answer have. questions. We, we can do that. Anybody that stayed this long, they deserve to have their questions. Well, hopefully answered. you'll cut out a bunch of that. Okay, so here's one of the first questions. I'm ready to answer questions. All right, questions. Now a lot of you have this. How many times a week do you feed the bees? And if you're not supposed to go in it when it's cold, how do you do it when it's winter time? They need to eat all the time, I understand. Their honey is what they survive on. But if you're building up your hive, what do you do? I don't know where the person lives. Well, it says Vegas is Bill. What does that mean? Oh, maybe he means he's like Bill from Vegas or something like that. Let's assume he lives in Nevada, which I'm speaking okay. at. I think I'm gonna You're speak speaking at. in what? In February in Nevada? I think so. All right, Nevada people, there you go. There's your chance to hear him. I'll answer the question at the conference. <laughs> Come, to, Come the conference. to the conference. That's one reason why he can answer the, uh, the so questions So I don't know the weather that well. I, you know, I think Nevada has different elevations you know, and I, so on. Yeah, I don't know that that's important to this sort of a question, though. Okay. You know, he's like, how many times a week do you feed the bees? Hmm. And if okay. you're not supposed to go in it when it's cold... Okay, fair, fair enough. I got How it. do you do it? I'll just say what I do, and then people can make the adjustment of temperature and all that. Oh, please, please make the adjustments, especially because we don't know what month you're going to be watching yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't or know what elevation you are. But it's easy to do, though. Or Listen. what side of the world no, you are. No, this is on. easy. Bees fly when temperature... Or they, they cluster when temperatures mm -hmm. drop below 50 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Right. 
so they cluster. If it's above 50, they break cluster, and they can even fly sometimes if right. the sun's out. Right. So I'm comfortable feeding liquid anytime they don't have any nectar sources available, mm -hmm. like it, like right now, right? It's dry. There's it's, no flowers. No flowers. We told you about our well. There's yep. no flowers. <laughs> well, it's that time of the year when the frosts have killed everything. So if it warms up to 60 or 70, like today, you could feed them liquid. And they'll eat some. They won't eat a ton, but they'll eat some. Yeah. They may not even find it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do a top feeder or something. Mm -hmm. Now, once it drops below 50 Fahrenheit, they cluster. Then you put the winter bee kind on because they won't move and fly out or, or really. You don't want to feed them. They won't eat much sugar water when it gets 50 degrees oh, no. Fahrenheit mm -hmm. or below. Mm -hmm. They just won't take the sugar or liquid. So, mm -hmm. But if you put a hard candy on top, like the winter bee kind, on top of that cluster, and then the top cover on top of that, then they begin to consume that with the moisture they create in the hive. So feed them anytime they don't have resources available to them is what I say. Exactly. And that's in the spring before yes. the flowers. In the wintertime, how do you fall. feed them? I just keep putting winter bee kinds on there. Mm -hmm. I don't pull any frames out unless it's over 60, 65 degrees Fahrenheit. And how often you feed them, like how many times, just as long as they'll take it. It's a simple thing, right? Right. Right. Well, for the winter, we always tell people they need, what, 60 to 80 pounds yeah. of their own resources yeah, yeah, in a hive. Yeah. And that's what we want them to do first. Yeah. So really, anything beyond that is just an emergency insurance policy. That's right. It's just insurance, insurance policy. Insurance. Yeah, you want to over, overfeed your bees like in the winter. You want to have food available because bees mm -hmm. have to consume food mm -hmm. to make heat. Mm-hmm. You know, just like our muscles get hot, they have that thoracic muscle that gets hot when they when they work it. They'll actually exercise their muscle, thoracic muscle, that operates the wings and the legs. Okay. Without moving the wings and the legs. And oh, that, really? Oh, yeah. That makes oh, it really hot. I didn't know that. I think I always assumed that they are constantly. No, that would that would be too much oh. too much wind in the hive. You know, they can they can wow. do that. Wow. We, we can that. do that too. See, I learned something. You too. can exercise muscles without moving your arm, right? Like, watch this. <laughs> And you think he's pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> One person. Woo! One person thought I was wow, pudgy. Wow, I like that. Can you do that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then so, I would have to make this like rated R or something. Well, you might get, you know, like those beautiful people who are beekeepers, you might get more subscribers. There you go. Okay, here's a question. I don't understand this. I will add a moisture box to my hive. I don't, me, I don't even know what that is. A quilt box. Oh, a quilt box. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Is it necessary to have an upper entrance? Not sure where or how this entrance would be placed. I presently have an entrance on my inner cover, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure what I do with that. Move it down below the moisture box? Mm. So that, what, what kind of an entrance is in an inner cover? Do they mean that hole for the bee escape? Some companies... And we actually did that for a while. We, we had notches in our inner covers. But they weren't big enough for the bees to go through. Okay. Ours weren't. And you think there's some other companies that do that? Because I, I never found yeah, any that I do did. know a couple of companies. Okay. I, have, I have an inner cover from another company, and they, they notched cool. out the front. Yeah. That is very cool. It's very hard to get bees to really use that notch, especially if the inner cover has the oval-shaped hole for the mm -hmm. bee escape. Yeah. I've never seen bees travel up out of that little hole and out of that hole. Robbers might get in there. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea, the question is a good question. And I don't want to minimize the, the value of, of her, his or her problem. But I feel like this is really complicated stuff that nobody has a real 
definitive answer to. Oh. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if I take this and right. if I add that, right. do and I leave I this, do this and do yeah. I do that? And yeah. it's like so many conditions that it's right. like all those seven steps never have really been tested. And and so people will give folklore about it. Oh, yeah, I'll leave my inner cover on, then I put my quilt box on, and then I put that on top of that, and, bit, and it's always worked fine. The uh -huh. next time I was say, I did that, and it didn't work and it at didn't all. It didn't work. Right. It never worked at all. Right. So I don't really have any advice except what I know. Mm -hmm. And that is I've never had good luck with quilt boxes personally, but mm -hmm. a lot of people love them. And I'm not mm -hmm. trying to say not to use them. If they work for you, yeah, please use them. Keep <laughs> using them. But I just didn't have the luck. And that's when I shifted to make my candy my quilt box. Let me explain that. The candy absorbs my moisture. So what? Oh, that's why we invented the winter be kind. And that, and, and yeah. that's how they can eat it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Why would I waste all their moisture they're creating? Right. That would get absorbed and, and soak it into a quilt or leaves or sawdust or whatever exactly. they've got. Yeah. Put it to use. Yeah. And that way, it softens the candy. Bingo. So right. that's the that's where I've moved toward. And so I don't know how to tell somebody. A lot of people have asked me if I put the winter be kind on. Where do I put my quilt box? You don't need it anymore. Oh no, it's got it's insulated. Our winter kind. Yeah, our yeah, winter yeah. So is. you don't need the quilt box. Right. But if you know if your quilt right. box, if you're sold right. on a quilt box, that's what you're going to use. It's going to be tough to feed under the quilt box. Okay. I think. But his question is, if he's going to add a moisture box, does he need an upper entrance? I think that's the big part of the again, question. Again, again, there's a lot of different views on that, but a lot of people that have those quilt boxes do have a way for the moisture that gets trapped in those uh, mulch or whatever, yeah, whatever to vent out. Okay. There's some vents, some, some don't. Some have vents up there that help the moisture get off of all the, some people say all that stuff up there gets soaked from the bees. Right, oh, moisture. it would have to. And if you don't have a it way to vent to. it, you got water trapped above the bees. Right, which can't be good, I would think. Yeah, no, that's right. Unless there's a yeah quite a barrier in there. So so you could virtually have to make a, an a upper lot, entrance. Yeah, a lot of, upper entrance means for bees to travel in and out by entrance, different than vent. Oh. So I would never want to to really experiment too much with that if you're using a bottom entrance. Now our winter be kind boards, we we made a an, we made a vent, and that's all we were wanting to achieve is to get rid of excess moisture that didn't get absorbed in the candy. Uh -huh. But in spirit, years and years, a decade ago, we videotaped bees actually going in and out at ten or fifteen degrees. And pooping and flying back in. And back in, yeah. So then we were like, oh, bees love to go out and defecate when they need to, and they don't have to wait and go down to the bottom board. Well, right, if you think out. about it, because the bees will move up in a yeah. hive right. over time. Yep. And so now they're up here, and they're like, I need to go out to and, potty. Yeah. And so and they won't, they're not going to go no. all the way back down to and the, what's to on the, the bottom, bottom board? entrance. All their dead sisters. They're not going to go down and walk across their dead sisters and try to fly out the bottom board. It's dark, but when they're up high and they see the winter be kind entrance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then they think they see daylight. Right. And they know when they fly out, if it's too cold, they can poop and come right. back in. Right. Yeah. So, That's cool. That's very, right. very cool. Okay, question for you, David. When it comes to overwintering, how much of the entrance do you keep open? And I'm assuming they mean that lower entrance that we were just talking about. Yeah, the how lower How much entrance. of that would you keep open in the dead of winter? I've done all kinds of openings at the bottom. 
I've gone through winter with the bottom entirely opened, with a with a screen that's open as well, and bees do well. Uh -huh. um, I you you could have mice go in there. I think you need mice mouse guards. I think you should reduce the entrance smaller. Now, what I like to do, my favorite thing to do, and I've had the best luck with, is to wrap it with bad insulation, mm -hmm. cover that bottom entrance so they can't go in with the insulation. Oh, you do block it off. Because... I got a screen bottom board. Oh, and and they get the ventilation. And I've got the. Uh, winter be kind open. And you got the, the upper end. And they will use that on to, a nice to go day. Out. Okay, well, let's say people don't do that or they came too late to the game. Very good. Um, yeah, fair enough. Do you go out there and clean out the snow? Yes. If it's, yeah. if it's really yeah, deep? Take, take it. Most people have an entrance reducer that has a couple of settings, like a three inch or a, a three quarter inch. Set it on the smallest opening, mm -hmm. and, and that keeps uh, most of the mice out. And bees can still go in and out when it's warm enough. But once in a while, you're going to have to go out there and pull that off. I used to take rebarb and curl it, and I would go in there and pull out all the dead bees a couple of times a winter. So why do you have dead bees at this point? Mm. Because they're, they're just life cycling out natural okay. causes. Okay. They're bees that just are at the end of their life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, winter, they're going to die at some point. Winter, bees <laughs> of winter physiology, you know, they can emerge in September, mm -hmm. October, November, okay. December. So the right. ones in September they're, they're could die, die four months later. Mm -hmm. October, November, December, January. Mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of them that'll die later. Right. So they're going to die at different right. times. And now they can't take them out like they can in the summertime. You don't notice it in the summertime exactly. because they're flying out with them and dumping them. Yeah. Although a lot of times people will call us and say, oh my gosh, I've got all these dead bees on the ground. Well, they're oh, yeah. just cleaning out. Yeah. They can't do that in the wintertime. No, the so they just right. stay you know, exactly at, the, right. at the bottom. Yeah. But they can booger up that entrance. They clog it so up. So you can clog it up here. Yeah. Now you've got the snow clogging up here. Yep. So you do have to go out there and... Make sure they have access if that's your only opening. That's right. Some beekeepers have lost their entire colony in the, in the wintertime because it snowed or it, especially when it, an ice storm hit and it suffocated. It, oh, it, wow. You know, bees don't breathe like we do. They don't right. have lungs. They have spiracles right. and they right. need but oxygen they still, for yeah, themselves. They still need it. <laughs> yeah, they're made up of oxygenated cells. But uh, if they don't have enough air, oh, they my. can really die quickly. But we've always used... Our screen bottom boards, yeah. so that's that's the, never been an issue. And the upper entrance on the winter. And the upper entrance, so yeah. that's not a problem. Exactly. Okay, David, a question. Another one on robbing all the bees from other colonies, or are they just bees from outside? And if they're from colonies, why don't they stay in the colony that they rob them from, knowing they're colonies? So I think what he's saying is, um, why don't they stay with the colonies that they rob? Mm-hmm. That's a, I, because they know that their colony is weak, so why don't, and then they, they're they robbing another colony, why don't they just stay there? I right. think I got it. You got it. I think I got it, Charlie. I'm sorry. I burgered it up. Yeah. But, Good question, yeah. Charlie. And if you don't understand robbing, here's how it works. Big monster-sized colony. Big, huge colony. They send scouts out. Uh-huh. Fall. Uh -huh. And they start looking around for smaller colonies. Mm -hmm. Bears do that. Big bears will eat little bears. What? Or they hibernate, yeah. So these bees, <laughs> these gigantic colonies, have yeah. a lot of resources to send out and start looking for weaker colonies they can rob. So it's the reason they don't stay in that colony, because they view that as a weak colony. They have a, the monster colony. 
Oh. They're robbing to help oh. this hive be a bigger monster colony. Oh, so see, it's the opposite. It's the I opposite. thought, oh, oh yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. Big colonies. Makes sense. Big colonies will want to rob out our mating nooks because they're little mating nooks and they go rob them out. That's why big colonies can fight off intruders better. They're bigger. Oh. So they're sending out scouts. They find that and they start robbing it. And they will kill the queen. They'll take over. Sometimes they do little negotiations. Some of those bees will go back to the big colony and emerge back with them. Oh, really? I've May heard of that. I've even, never witnessed even, it. Even, so they rob a hive and leave it even smaller oh, they'll, than it was oh, before. They'll, no, there won't be any bees left. Oh, will they all go back? They all go somewhere. So I suspect they're ah. following everybody back to where, hey, wherever wow. you're taking my food, can I come work at your place? Oh. It's got to be what's going on. Got I've a seen a better them. factory I've somewhere had, else. Yeah, I've had yeah. colonies robbed out. And then you go back and look, and it's just sawdust underneath the bottom board. And that's little chips of wood, or <laughs> little chips of wax, wax that they've opened up the supers and they just made sawdust out of it. So you can tell the difference all between, the bees are gone. between absconding. And oh, maybe yeah. robbing. Oh yeah. Because you'll find these little mounds of oh, wax. It's, no, it's it's a lot. Oh, a lot. It's a lot. It's a pile that's this wide under your bottom board and about this tall. And so what? The, they, they've taken off the caps. Yes. Of the wax. And just drop it right through the screen. And and then they take the honey in. They're they're gone. really aggressive. They empty out wow. a super in fifteen minutes. Well, they're naughty little girls. They can move. Uh, Let's see, how much does a super weigh if it's full of honey? 30, 40 pounds? Yes. They can empty 30, 40 pounds in 15 minutes. No. I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it, it's a hurricane. It's just the robbing frenzy is remarkable. So the, the, the issue, as I know a lot of people have said, hey, what do I do? What do I do? I mean, we've had frantic calls. Oh, yeah. What do I do? But, you know, the reality is... By the time you do anything, There's it's nothing. over. I've tried it. I've back when I was raising, you know, a lot of bees and mating nooks and all. I, I had a lot of different kind of setups, and I used to have a lot of bee robbing problems. And when they started in a single, they'd rob a single deep. I couldn't stop them. I put a tarp over it, smoked it, water hosed it. Hosed it. No way Red you can stop it. I've you cannot stop it. Can't stop smoked it. Smoked it. Smoked water. So fast. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Let's Got go another on. question? Yeah, okay, so what is your view on leaving a super full of honey on? I like is it. Is this too much for them to care for? No. I'm running medium boxes. Don't have deep boxes. So okay. She just does all mediums. That's good. A lot of people so, do. A lot of people keep that's mediums. That's exactly. I wonder if people think that when it comes time for winter and you put on candy boards or winter be kinds and quilt boxes, you're supposed to remove all the honey supers. Oh, wow. there's going to be a lot of opinions like that. Yeah. Right, right. So it's another one of those. Uh, I, I overwinter multiple. with sometimes just two supers. I've got supers out there on some of the hives with just, I'm sorry, two deeps and two deeps. no supers. Because my top deep is nothing but honey. They're just full. I'm not going to put another right. super. Right. I've got right. 80 they're, pounds they're on there. Full. Yeah. So, But there's nothing wrong with leaving a super on. Oh, no. I've got okay. some. Yeah, I, I like Don't put the a idea. queen excluder in there, though. Take your queen excluder off. Yeah. Big mistake. Right. Right. Oh, let me Biggest talk about mistake. that. A lot of go people ahead. think. A lot of people say, "Well, the queen has stayed down; she can't go through the excluder, so therefore she won't die. They won't abandon her." Okay, let's say they don't. Where were they headed? Up to the where the food was, uh -huh. up in that honey super. Uh -huh. So now they starve out because they can't get to the food because they don't abandon the queen. Mm. So either way, she's going to either die by being abandoned, right. or they're going to die by not being able to go and leave her to go to the food. Right. Right. So it's exactly. it's a no win situation. No queen excluder. 
Queen of no Suitors Queen all for winter. Right, exactly. Awesome. But, you know, conversely, something that, that we have done before is if you don't want to leave that super out there is to freeze those frames. Mm -hmm. And then in the dead oh, of yeah. winter, you can come back in and, yeah. you know, put those frames. Right back on. Right back into the yeah, hive. And it'd be perfectly Yeah, because you can open fine. up a hive in the winter as long as you don't lift the frames out and, and kind of put frames please out. Please don't yeah. lift the frames don't out. Don't lift any brood frames out. Yeah. If it's under 50, please don't do anything like that. 60. Okay, David. So 60? 60 is All when right. you don't want to pull a brood okay, frame 60. out. Okay, yeah, 60. Don't, don't do any inspections when it's, when right. it's that cold. David, I am a subscriber of your channel and love your YouTube videos. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I have watched all your videos. And do you think now, I'm punchy? Now, I want to meet this person. Yeah, they probably don't think this I'm punchy. Patty. Patty? Is this Patty? Is this Patty? I think it might have been Patty. Anyway, okay. I have two questions for you. One go. serious and the other not so serious. Ew. I like that. Serious. Serious first. I noticed a large force of ragweed in one of your videos yep. several years ago. Oh, yeah. we have a lot of ragweed. Not a lot of ragweed. Have you observed honeybees forage for ragweed pollen? Oh, yeah. Not now. Here's the not so serious question. Oh, do I need to answer that one first? That was it. Have you observed honeybees forage for ragweed pollen? Yes, pollen. Ra ragweed pollen travels 400 miles in the air, and it's around places where they unsettle dirt, like if they build a construction site and they pile dirt up, ragweed to grow, and uh, that pollen. A lot of people are allergic to it, but that pollen. And Me, yes, we I am. yeah we know that if you consume honey from ragweed, that it help you kind of inoculate your. Isn't that cool? Yeah, kind of help you not be so allergic to it. But um, it is visited by the bees in the morning. But um. by the afternoon, it doesn't have a lot of pollen. If you go up to an early morning ragweed and shake it, it's just a flume of orange dust. Oh, but not later in the day. Not later in the day, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, it yep. blows off, you know. Yep. All right, yep. second. But, is this but, a, it, but it is, that is great. Was that the serious question or the No, that's... That's a serious question. Oh, this so, ought to be easy, so here's though. a not so serious question. All right. You mentioned in your earlier videos that you and your wife both grew up in Texas. How I, come you don't have any southern accent while your wife does? <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you might be on the wrong video. <laughs> yeah, I might. Yeah, sorry, we're not from Texas. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. I have always been from Illinois. Do I have an accent? Well, I, not to I me. Might, I might have a. I might have it. You a, have a, a hit small town. Yeah, you have a midwestern accent. small town. Accent. Do I? Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. Now I, I'm not from Texas, Patty. Maybe, but I am from ten Tennessee. Tennessee. Maybe you confuse Tennessee with Texas. Right. Kind of but partners. you don't. But he doesn't have an accent. Never has had an accent. Well, when I first moved here, when I was 13, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. But now you do mispronounce a lot of your words. I do. Because I, he heard them with an accent for so long that he's always thought that that's how they're pronounced. Correct. Yeah. But that's the only thing I've noticed. I still want to say y'all all the time. That's oh, hard. we all say y'all. Oh, okay. You say Ewan's. Ewan, Ewan's. No, that's my mom. Your mom says My mom Ewan's. says Ewan's. I say y'all because you say y'all. You say you guys. Okay. Uh, see, that's we, Midwestern. That's yeah, Midwestern. we'd never say you guys in the South. We'd say y'all. Right. You say y'all. So when we moved to the Illinois, they actually trained us how to speak not Southern. Who trained you? The company my dad was with. You're kidding. They came out to the house. You're kidding. Why was it that they felt like you needed to get rid of your accents? He was a business person. He had to speak in the language that... He was working You're in. You're kidding. That, maybe that was just a company concept or something. That feels like a 
Brainwashing. Slam. Yeah. That sounds like a slam on Southern folk. It was, I went to school. I think, I, what, how old are you when you're 13? Sixth, seventh grade? Yeah. I mean, what grade yeah. are you in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people made Middle fun school. of me. They loved my, oh, we love your accent. I, I didn't think I had an accent. I thought you guys did. Yeah. But now that I, you know, I can speak both languages. <laughs> I really can. But when I go back and visit my relatives in the South, oh my gosh, they have an accent and I don't. They do. They do. Most of yeah. the time I'm saying, pardon? Yeah. Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> so I remember the trainer, he made it real clear. I was really young. This he, is fascinating. Okay. He made I've it real never clear. Heard this. He said, look, when you say, when you're referring to a light bulb, uh -huh. you call it a light, right? He said, here's what you're saying. You're, you're dragging it out too long. You're saying light. Light bulb. Turn off the light. Don't say that. Here's how you say it in the north. Light. You almost put an E in there, like light. That's terrible. And, th and that transfers to a lot of words. You would say, it sure is bright outside. Bright. <laughs> That's you, terrible. We had to stop saying certain things, like, would you carry me to the store? You don't carry me to the store. You can take me to the store. Now, I can understand how that could be misconstrued in a in a factory setting. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. You know, I can yeah. understand those phrases, but not an accent. Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I liked it because, you know, I, I wanted to speak like my friend spoke. <laughs> so it was kind of helpful for me. <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. But when, if I go back and visit relatives for three days, oh, my gosh, it's hard not to get Back talking the same way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I've my name, that. my name, I don't, when I hear somebody call me by what my mother called me, uh-huh. It's it's so beautiful to my soul. Oh, you miss your mom? Yeah. Yeah. But she and would call she me call David. 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 Yeah. But everybody in the north calls me David. Yeah. Not David. Right. Or they call you Dave. And my brother was mom. He doesn't like Dave. My brother was. <laughs> In the South, you think the Northeastern don't say the R's, but in the South, they say mock. Mock and dive. It. Like my mom always said, you better do this. Mock my words. She'd say mock, mock. my words. Uh-huh. And you still do. You I say mock. I still say mock, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do. But you say, you say, you say it with a Northern accent. I know. I ruin and it. And so it's mock. Mock, some, mock my words. There's some words I have the hardest time with. Like I used to watch cartoon Popeye the Sailor Man. It's Popeye. What, what? Popeye the sailor. Popeye what? How do you say it in the north? Popeye? Popeye. I can't Pop, say it. Popeye. Popeye. Popeye? Yeah, Popeye. Popeye the snow is Popeye. <laughs> Popeye the sailor man. Come on, people. All right, let's get back to this. Yeah. Okay, so. You have the southern accent. So, I don't. Ha ha. Apparently I do. So I have a question. I have two hives that are pretty small. Is both, this a different person? I'm not for sure, David. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, pretty small. Both have queens. Can Good. I put a queen excluder in between them and combine them together that way? Ooh, that's been questioned a lot in practice mm. and done and experimented with. I One don't. queen excluder gives access for the queens to grab each other and kill each other. Oh, it sure would, wouldn't it? Yeah. But you can use and a... Sting each they other. They have different kind of boards that you can yeah. buy, snail grow boards. Um, if you make something that has, like, maybe you could have, you know, the wood rim queen excluders, you could put two of those together on, on the wood rim ones, and maybe two Upside metal ones. Upside down? Well, um, queen excluder only goes one way. Okay, I was just thinking it had something to do with the wood. No, the wood is, the, I think it's in the middle of the wood, but where there's space. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, where there's space and the two queens can't fight, that, that might actually... You experiment, but it might be pulled off okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your valuable information. Uh, my mentor came by today and we looked at a hive. I'm worried about it. It had been strong, but yesterday I noticed capped emergency queen cells. We spotted six to eight. Wow. We didn't see the queen and there was capped brood, but my mentor com com commented that the hive wasn't behaving like it was queenless. They were still pretty chill. He's never seen anything like this. I'm in the Virginia foothills. There are no drones around. Any ideas? Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's the one where I said, okay, everybody, let's explain. Uh, and the comments, I said, everybody else give some input on what you think this is. This is kind of easy to figure out. Oh, okay. So everyone thought, oh, it was swarming had, or there, it was... No, no one said swarming. Absconding or... No one said absconding. Oh. But there was just different... One person said laying workers. Okay. Well, why wouldn't you have laying workers? There's, there's brood present. Laying workers have to be broodless for 21 days to have laying workers. Okay. So pheromones from the brood and the queen suppress workers from laying. And okay. so that can't be laying workers. All right. So what I think happened, mm -hmm. it's real common to have swarms in the fall. People don't think it happens. But yeah, the way she it described does. it, she described it. We opened the hive and she said her mentor said they weren't restless like they're queenless. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they have queens present in the cells right. or one's mating, right. they, um, the other characteristics, they didn't have a queen, right? They were queenless mm -hmm. and they were making six to eight queen cells. Now they could be superseding, but that seems like a lot to make to supersede. Right. Right. So, and something else she said, I thought gave me the, the hint that they swarmed. So it's very likely what happened was that they swarmed and the mother queen left, the old queen left with the swarm, happened so much in the fall. So you're, you're thinking These are queen the virgin cells. queen was probably out mating oh, when they were in the hive. Or hasn't emerged out of the cell yet. Okay. They leave anytime, the cap, anytime those swarm cells are capped over, they'll leave. Oh, really? I thought one had to hatch first. Mm -mm. Okay. No. Okay. Sometimes it does. I've seen it where they'll hatch okay. and there'll be a virgin queen and the mother queen. She hasn't left yet. I was looking at a hive and I saw both the mother queen and the virgin queen. And I was like, oh, wow. Together in the same hive. Wow. And I put it all back together. 15 minutes later, it swarmed. It swarmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kick out the old one. Yeah. They so kick out the old wife. I really think that's what happened. I think it swarmed. Okay. All right. But it could be supersedure, but All I think right. it's warm. Okay, so this is somebody who says, kind of sad to think that a worker honeybee only has a 35-day lifespan. In the, in the summer, yeah. As soon as they're born, they realize they will soon be dead. They don't know. But all I do is save bees, so they at least for a little while, they see that it's better to be alive than dead. Mm, maybe. I don't know what a bee thinks, right? I don't know if they know they're dying. I think, you know, we know... When we're getting old, I mean, I'm old enough to die, 62, or I could live to be 102. I really don't know when I'm going to die. Most animals uh, don't live much longer after their reproductive years. Humans were that way. Like in the old days before we had modern technology or medicine, then, you know, people didn't live much past 40, 50, 60. I mean, uh -huh. your grandfather's... Uh -huh. Died young, right? Both in their 50s, I, yeah, I believe. I think one was 60. in his 50s, 60s. Now, some people live to be old. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that now we can extend life a little bit longer mm -hmm. with new medical mm -hmm. technology and all. But mm -hmm. uh, I would say that a bee knows what it's supposed to do. Like, 
household duties. Okay, day 23, I'm a forager. And then sometime after that, I can't fly anymore and I, I crash land and a bird eats me. Mm -hmm. That's 35 days. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they sit there and go, oh my gosh, this, is, this could be my last day to fly. I don't know if bees understand that. Oh, well, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who, who's, who's to say? Well, I know recently I had a discussion um, with a woman who was concerned. She said her hive had gotten really, really, really small, and it only had a, a couple of frames of bees left. And it's mm. the end of the season, so there's really nothing that you can do about this. And I could tell that she mm. was kind of upset about that. Yeah. And I was trying to console her by saying, well, you know, you're not, you didn't kill your bees. You know, it's... They're just coming to the end of their natural life. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay. You'll have to start again next year. Mm -hmm. But they've, they're just coming to the end of their time. And it's okay. A beehive is a single organism, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So when it, the organism dies, it's a dead mm -hmm. organism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's... People really get um, very attached they to do. their they, bee colonies. They do get very yeah. attached to them. But I also don't know that people realize that the bees that they started with are not the bees that they have any longer. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Sometimes people will buy a package mm -hmm. and they'll keep a package for like, I don't know, well, they'll buy it in the spring mm -hmm. and it's, they'll say, oh, the package is so nice. I don't wear a suit or a veil. Uh -huh. I don't smoke them. They don't sting me. I'm having fun. Uh -huh. And then all at once about August. It changes. The hive is huge. <laughs> My hive's turned Africanized. <laughs> right. What's wrong? Could yeah. it have become Africanized? Could these bees be Africanized? I said, do you have the same queen? What's a mark? Yeah, I've got the same mark queen. No, they're not Africanized. But they, how do you know? You've got a queen that wasn't Africanized back in the spring, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Africanized genetics would have showed up instantly when they got, mm. you know, any size. That's mm. a package. Mm -hmm. But so it's mm -hmm. just that they get more protective. They get larger. Mm -hmm. They get more aggressive. But you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. That, that, that original package of 10,000 bees... Those, all those bees are going to be dead in 30, 35 days, 35 days, right? Yeah, right. The youngest bee there right. is only going to live 35 days after right. you shake it in that colony, and probably not even that long. Right. So, so it's just the queen, you know, that yeah, you only may the have queen. for That's years, right. yeah. but you'll go through several generations even before you hit winter That's a good sometimes. point. I like that you brought that up. I think mm -hmm. even I've don't even realize that yeah sometimes. no you don't I, i've heard people say oh i've had that same high for five years and i would say no you haven't yeah. that's like grandpa's hammer this is grandpa's hammer that's right i've replaced the handle a couple of times and the, the head, head a couple, couple of times, times but, but it's, it's still grandpa's hammer that's right that's exactly right oh wow okay so here's an interesting question from a, a newbie and you know newbies are you know they don't always like newbies you know yeah. They don't always understand a lot of different things. And, and, but going back to a mm -hmm. class, a foundational class where you understand... Got to get a foundation. The equipment yeah. and you understand, you know, inspections and you, you got to have that. And she said, why are they called supers? I'm new to bees as of two weeks ago, three hives. You're my only go-to person. <laughs> so... Why do they call them supers? Uh, super, uh, let me see if I can uh, just either make this up or bring something <laughs> out of this dusty mind of mine. Supers is another word that's often or has been used to describe something like a drawer. Oh, really? I think so. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. That is very, very interesting to say that. Now, recently, I had I'm a... Check I, on my 
Okay, you go ahead here. and do that, and I'll tell my little story. I tell had a I had a huge discussion that went on for a long time with a gentleman who was asking me about supers, and I don't need to get into the specifics, but. Um, I began to understand that he did not realize that every one of the boxes, regardless of the size, whether it was a deep or a medium or shallow, that they're all called supers. And so when I was trying to get him to do something, he kept saying, no, you don't understand. I'm talking about the supers. Oh, yeah. And I finally said, oh, I understand the problem between the two of us. See, every single box is called a super. Mm -hmm. It's not just the honey supers. Mm. And he thought it was only the medium supers that were called supers. You know, this is where people are going to make fun of me and, and, and leave bad comments. Okay. I don't think I'm inaccurate what I said originally. I, I'm looking at the Internet, different things people are saying. And this is from the American Bee Journal, like an article. But it says, beekeepers define a super as any upper story hive box placed over the brood chamber. Right. Purpose of storing surplus honey. Right, but it's but it's not. They're they're all called supers. They can all be called supers. Deep supers, you need to medium say, supers, shallow supers. Yeah. They're all they're all supers. You almost need to call it like a honey super, right? A brood you could say a brood super and probably be okay. Right, but we don't. I mean, no. we just we call it I call them boxes. Yeah. And then I call them by their size. So I'll say a deep box, a medium box. A shallow box. Mm -hmm. They can be called supers. Mm -hmm. Some people do call them drawers. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of people that have called them drawers. Well, I think I'm. I think I'm right. I think I read that sometime when I was doing it research. That it makes sense because super, people still call them drawers in certain uh, countries. Like a box, they do a, a drawer, a compartment, a mm -hmm. super, and that's. I think mm -hmm. that's where the word came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's it's still more important, I think, to make sure people understand probably the size. Yeah, because some people use all mediums. Right, but the bees don't care. Oh no. No. You could you could flip them the other way and literally use mediums for the brood nest. for the brood nest and yep. deeps for your honeys that yep. bees don't care. No. You know, it's just more important to make sure people understand what your purpose is that you're using them yeah. for. Yeah. We've we just fallen into these things where two deep like Illinois, two deeps make the brood nest area and then honey supers go above the two deeps. Mm -hmm. If you go further south, you can mm -hmm. do one deep and honey mm -hmm. supers. But when I spoke mm -hmm. in Maryland earlier this year, you know, everybody out there told me that they use mediums. mediums. Everybody in the club here uses four all brood, mediums. Four broods. So now we don't want to say, yeah. then you can no longer say, well, supers are just for storing things. You well, can't. no, because no, we're right. using them for brood boxes. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it mm -hmm. is, and there's, there's different words on that what you refer to. It's a honey super. Maybe you mentioned that. Some people call them medium. Yes, I did mention shallows. that. Shallows. Mm -hmm. uh, some people call them Illinois boxes, super. Some Illinois supers, which just means... That's kind of where they got their start, uh, Mr. They got, this, they got yeah. their start. It was yeah. in Illinois. That's all that means. Yeah. So none of that's important. You just need to know what sizes you're you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had a gentleman this week when he was he was asking me what's the difference between an eight frame and a ten frame feeder, and so I oh, said, yeah. well, you know, the eight frame feeder goes on an eight frame, and the ten frame feeder goes on the ten frame, and so he came back and said, I still don't understand what the difference is. And I said, oh, well, you just need to go out and count the number of frames yeah, that right. you have. And then I high. thought, well, that's not really true either because there are some people who have a 10-frame box and only put in oh, that's true. eight or nine that's true. frames. Or they get lazy and they just kind of throw a few in there and don't even realize yeah, it. So, yeah, 
So there is, there are things like that that people don't understand. Again, yeah, you need to take true. a foundational class to know it. Okay, so last question. Um, a gentleman wrote this week and he said, I'm really afraid to touch the queen. And boy, I get that. Mm. I understand that. And, and David will tell you, he's got mm. an interesting way for you to get over that fear. But he said, besides picking it up, or maybe even using a clip, which I could accidentally pinch her with, what can I do when I need to do something with that queen? Either, I don't know what he's doing, marking it, or maybe he's trying to pick it up from a, an upper super and putting mm -hmm. it in a lower super. Mm -hmm. What can he do? The people that I enjoy spending a lot of time with, my other master beekeeper friends, they're pretty forward. If they were all sitting around this table, I know exactly what they would say. Okay. Like Landy. Uh -huh. I know Landy would say, you just need to get over your fears and pick that queen yeah. up. Yeah. I know Landy would say that. Yeah. But, you know, I understand some people just I'll, can't. I can't. I know. I just I just know I'm going to squeeze that. She's the most important person in there. If I... If I squeeze a drone, it's not a big deal. By but. the way, Landy is going to speak at Hive Life. Uh-huh. And uh, so is Steve Rapaski. Uh -huh. they're, they're, they're my friends at EAS uh -huh. with mas their Good master friends. beekeepers. Uh -huh. Steve Rapaski would say, pick the queen up. Get over your fears. <laughs> I know that's what they're going to say. But all right, let's put that aside. Right. Uh, I think that... I've told people in my videos, if the queen is on this frame and you need to move her down mm -hmm. off of the frame, you don't want to touch her, just gently kind of shake, shake it. the That's frame. That's one thing like, you can do. Like that. Then she falls off and right. goes down lower. Mm -hmm. You can do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or you can move that frame with her on it to another place to another without place. ever touching her. Right. You could try the clip thing and mm -hmm. without trying to kill her, try to pick her up. It's like a, what is it? Like it, a hair clip it, it thing. It is. It's like, a, it's like a hair clip and you just... Open it just you just open everybody it up I talk and, to have had bad just, experiences with those. People everybody. don't like them. They say they get out of there, they killed them, and it's mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. tried it before. It's easy for me to pick them up. But you know the thing that's really good if you need her to sit to, to stay still, those really neat oh, cages, cages, pushing yeah. cages, yeah. and you can get those on Amazon. They come Pla all yeah, shapes plastic, and sizes, yep. round ones, rectangular ones, plastic pushing cages. And all you do is watch her and just go boom, but just. Push it in yeah. there. doesn't hurt her. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. They could still feed her through the cage, but it keeps her steady in one place. But when you teach people to mark queens, what do you do? I, I tell them to pick it up. No, 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 no. I mean, to practice. Oh, to oh practice. yeah, yeah. So to practice marking queens, uh, you actually can pick up a drone. Yeah, just practice picking up drones, you know, whether you're marking them or not. You can just practice picking up those drones. Because drones don't have stingers. They right. can't, a drone can't sting you. A queen won't sting you either. She can, but she'd never. Mm -hmm. Thousands of queens I've picked up, I've never been stung. Mm -hmm. But a drone's not going to. And, and if you can pick up a drone, you're going to have better luck with a queen because drones, to me, have smaller wings, kind of shorter. And they have short legs. So I like to hold the queen by her two back legs on one side. And it's hard to get the two back legs of a, a stubby little drone, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sherry, interesting enough, uh, we, we came up with the concept that I, I wanted to present my team of, of field test, uh, the committee that decided how to test master beekeepers last year. Okay. We're in New York, I guess. But we, we wanted a special activity. And so the special activity that we made them do was mark a queen. Oh. But that's somebody else's hives. Uh -huh. And we didn't want to mark yeah, queens. Yeah. <laughs> well, the queen's going to be covered with paint. You know? Right. 
It's going to look yeah. like those cars out west that stick up Three. out of the ground, yeah. you know. But anyway, so we oh. told him we told him to pick <laughs> in up in Texas. A, is that where it is? <laughs> that's where you're from yeah, with your accent. Okay. I'm from Texas. I guess. But we we asked him to pick up a drone and mark a drone. Right. And you know, so you right. can practice that. Right. Way. Yeah. You can practice on that. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, you know, marking. By the way, we're talking about marking queens. This is so cool. You can buy a marking pen. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people watching like, yeah, I use that, or I'm thinking about it. But I got some calls this year of some people that, B-Team 6 members, that got the marking pen, and you have to kind of prime it a little bit to make the tip kind right. of soak up the paint. Right. And as soon as they touch the queen, boom, oh. it killed her, just soaked her. Oh. So you always have to take your little pen and practice on a piece of wood or the side of the hive to make sure the flow is not too much. Also, hold the queen up so your pen is this way. Oh, and then when you there mark you her, go. mark her like this. There you it, go. The paint's not going to run go. all over her. Yeah, and, and of course, oh. that's that's great. But of course, you know the cheaper the pins are, oh, yeah. you know the worse are going to be. I've got marking pens kind of from stuff. ten years ago that still work. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I wait for the color so, to come back, and then yeah. I'm back at it again. They don't dry up or anything. It's a pretty cool thing, but that's good. Marking, marking queens. So at the recording of this video, Sherry, I think it's 22 days Black Friday. A lot of people that have been watching are gearing up to take advantage of our 50% off our online courses. And that's really what I'm excited about. Uh, what I'm really excited about is that more people are going to be taking this classes as new beginners. Mm -hmm. And some are advanced beekeepers, more experienced. They're taking more classes to get more information. It broadens my experience with more of the larger community of beekeepers the more people that take our classes and i get to know you more and you get to know me more so i i really am excited about you guys taking advantage of our online courses so be sure and know that one year maybe it was the fourth of july some people felt like they didn't get enough notice so you are notified <laughs> <laughs> be on notice yes black friday black oh, friday yeah. is coming up 50 percent off you we talked a lot about you need a foundational knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't be YouTube certified. We can fill in some gaps here and there, but you you got to know the whole thing. Yeah. We didn't tell people, Sherry, that we're actually in our kitchen, dining room, kitchen area. We are. We are. And the, I don't know if they can see this on camera, but it looks like a checkerboard. It is a checkerboard. You painted that, didn't I you? I did. Years ago. I did. I did. It's yeah. really fun. All, those, big, uh, all those grandchildren come over and play checkers on it. And where are all the checkers now? The, the grandkids <laughs> lost them. Hey, I could get my grandkids checkers for Christmas. <laughs> checkerboards for Christmas. I can give each grandchild. How many, how many checkers are there? Are there 13 checkers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But this is this table. My uh, brother-in-law made this table for me from wood from Stamps, Arkansas, where my uncle lives. My down uncle, in the south. Yeah, down in the south. Yeah. My uncle actually cut the trees down, for the oak trees, and he actually dried the wood out and gave it to my brother-in-law, Alan. And Alan made this for us. And it has a year underneath. I don't remember what year it was. Do you? Back in the 90s. So this is... Uh, you and I spend a lot of time at this table. We do. We sit at the other end. We do. And have we have our coffee here. We have our coffee and our breakfast. We spend a long, a large part of our morning together. It's really no nice. wonder you can't get anything done. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> I enjoy being with you. It's a lot of fun. I just can't get going when you're making me 
look at your beautiful face and have coffee. And it's funny because I, you know, everyone knows I like, I'm like a crazy coffee guy, right? Yeah. And you weren't that crazy about coffee, but now you've fallen in love with my coffee. Coffee just was awful until you started making it. And then I realized, wow, but that's the only coffee I drink. Mm -hmm. I don't drink coffee from any other man. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. But, you know, this is uh, our, our living room. This table, I'm going to have to confess to my viewers yeah. because, yes, I'm busy. I, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of things. But I, and I have some areas that I work. Like I have a whole YouTube studio. Yeah. And I have a whole YouTube editing room. Yeah. And I have another room that I can't disclose what I do in that room for privacy matters. So I've kind of got like three or four man caves. You do. You're really good about letting me you have do. You have good... a lot of man caves. And so the He fills kids... up one and has to move to the next. I do. I do. <laughs> I have a ham radio room. Yeah. But I've kind of taken over the kitchen. You have. All your work has and come down here to the table. You have really tolerated that. This whole table, when I was getting ready to film, I just literally had to just rake it off. I had my laptop, notes. Thanks for letting me take over your house. How do you feel about that? <laughs> David, as you, as you can see, you know, from all the comments and the questions and things, people are really, really concerned about what to do with their bees in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be, I'm going to answer that question, and here it is. Here's a playlist of all my top videos that I've made for you guys on what to do with your bees in the winter. So follow me over and watch these videos.